0: Okay, where was I going with that? I don't know.
1: <laughs> Welcome back to the Emissions Uncovered podcast with me, Dominic, and your other hosts, Nee and Michael. In this week's episode, we'll talk about how to stay productive during the college app process and make sure that you're putting in your best effort. We'll give you some tips about different topics related to staying productive and then give some examples from our own experience uh, through the college app process.
0: Before we get to the bulk of the show where we'll talk about productivity, we do have a little bit of a special episode coming up. We're going to be reviewing our listeners' supplemental essays or just your college essays in general. And so if you send your essays to us, Please include the prompt, the school it's for, your first name, and the city and state you're from, and send the email over to admissions.uncovered at gmail.com. That's admissions.uncovered at gmail.com. We'll take in the essays, we'll pick the ones we want to review, and then we'll review them on the podcast. Now, obviously, we won't read the essay out loud because that would be a little bit dumb, um, but we will give the general idea of your essay and we'll give some general feedback and general critiques on that. It is a, just a cool thing we're doing, so send in those essays, and I think the episode will be pretty awesome.
2: So to start off with our um, productivity episode, so whenever you're thinking about being productive and managing your time well, you should first off think of making a calendar or some sort of way to uh, make sure that you have all your deadlines and that you're keeping up with all the tasks that you need to do. So I know if you've been listening to our past episodes, we've been talking a lot about Dominic's calendar, which he finally made, and I think that's paid off a lot. So we'll have him talk about that experience later. But make sure you either have a planner like the one that you might use for school to keep track of your homework or just like a calendar um, solely for college apps because we know with like Thanksgiving and Christmas coming up, you have like a lot of, of stuff going on. But there is that January 1st or even December 1st deadline, so you don't want to for one thing, miss a deadline just because you didn't remember to put it down or something, but also that you manage your time well, so if you have um, if you set some deadlines here and there to make sure that you're on track so you're not writing 20 supplements over Christmas break or something like that.
1: Hmm, I wonder who did that.
2: Uh, hang on, hang on. I feel like this is a subtle <laughs> dig at me, and
0: I feel the need to defend myself. No, no, no. No? No, no. no? no. no. okay, okay. Then I will not defend <laughs> totally myself. Totally not. Totally okay. Alright, then I won't defend myself. It's totally fine.
1: Whatever. Now that you have this calendar, what I would uh, recommend initially doing is just go to Google calendars, first of all. I think it's very user-friendly, and then you can also have that transition in your phone calendar. You'll be able to pull that up easily, and then you'll also get notifications from that. And what I would do first off is just to mark off the major deadlines for schools, whether it be scholarships, scholarship deadlines or actual school submission deadlines. I'd fill those days in so you know when you need to have your work done by. And then you also want to go in there and put in the things that you're doing outside of college apps. So let's say you have this weekend trip you're going on. Maybe you're probably not going to work on college apps that weekend. So why try to schedule work time for that weekend if you know you're not going to be working then? And by doing this, you're going to actually be able to see how many days you're going to have to work instead of just the, the amount of days until the deadline, but how many you actually have to be productive.
0: And that's a really good point, which is that you need to think about what's a good time for you to be working. If it's Thanksgiving Day and your entire family is over, don't schedule three hours for you to be doing a college essay because one, your family's going to be mad at you. But two, you're just not going to be <laughs> ready to do college apps. You're going to be like thinking about the turkey and smelling the like mashed potatoes or whatever. And so, yes, yeah, just like think through when you're going to be focused enough to do these college essays. And another thing I'll add is that This calendar with deadlines should not just have, you know, January 1st, November 1st, and, you know, December 1st for your odd state school application, right? It should have soft deadlines in between to keep you on track. You know, we've mentioned this before, but I keep bringing it up because it'll make sure that you don't become like the person who we mentioned on the podcast who wrote 20 supplements over winter break Hmm. Um, whoever whoever that person might be of course
1: um i hear it was a terrible winter break i
0: i i mean through the grapevine we would just have to ask that person i guess
1: and i wish they were on the podcast (laughs) we need to go get them as a guest honestly (laughs) um but
0: what the soft deadlines means is that Throughout the time between the hard deadlines, you create deadlines for yourself. So, you know, this week, you have a deadline for yourself to finish your Harvard supplements. And then by next week, you have a deadline for you to finish your Berkeley supplements. And the next week, you have a deadline for your UVA application or whatever. And so it forces you to space out your application. So you're not just saying, oh, I have a month until the application is due. I have so much free time. The night before, you've done absolutely nothing, right? This keeps you on track. What's advantageous about it, too, is that they're soft deadlines, which means maybe one week you're just stuck on your application to, I don't know, University of Michigan or whatever. The prompts are not hitting you. You don't understand why you like Michigan at all anymore. It's fine. The soft deadlines mean you can just, like, flip it or choose another school to work on. But what it at least lets you do is keeps you on track and keeps reminding you that you have stuff to do and that you shouldn't just wait until the last second to be doing it.
2: Also, one thing about soft deadlines is that it doesn't have to be, oh, by today I'll finish this supplement for this specific school. Cause I know for me, I can't just like sit down and then at once write, do like, um, let us let me make a draft for uh, these two supplements. And then maybe you want another one for like, oh, I'll I'll go meet with a teacher or have someone review it. It just depends on what type of person you are, how many steps you need and how many soft deadlines, I guess that you need. So just make sure you plan it out. Because I know for me, I can't, oh, finish Harvard supplements, and then just sit down and do them.
0: Yeah, that's a really, that's a really good point. Because I remember during my winter break, when I was writing some supplements, um, I remember like writing it that day, reading it that day, and the next day moving on to, you know, the next application. And it's not the best idea, because like, after you've written it, You know, two hours before, you're not going to be able to look at it with fresh eyes. You're going to assume it's fine because you literally just wrote it. And there are also just things that you think you've written, the idea you think you've had in your mind that you think you've gotten onto the page that isn't really there and when you read it right after you've written it you still have that kind of like latent memory of what you wanted to say mm-hmm. whereas like 2 days later you've forgotten what you wanted to say you just have the words on the page like you're kind of a fresh reader like the admissions officers will be so you're able to read it and see if it actually communicates what you want it to so i think it's a really good point to be able to read them out having multiple soft deadlines per supplement if that's necessary for you which i think it probably is for most people
1: now speaking from personal experience these deadlines that you create for yourself are great, but as long as they, they only work as long as you stick to them, it, obviously they're soft deadlines. So you can maybe give it an extra day. But what I found myself doing for some of the tasks I saw myself, and for context, what I what I did with my calendar is I gave myself some tasks for each day that I would do. So whether it was reaching out to one, one of my recommenders or putting something into FAFSA or working on this short answer question or the scholarship, what I would find myself doing is it's just, it's so easy to just drag that task over one day, you know? And what ends up happening is you have all these tasks continually building up, getting closer to the deadline and you're not finishing them. If you just make sure to stay on track uh, follow these deadlines if it doesn't happen make sure you catch up then the calendar works very well but you can't fall into the trap of just continually pushing everything back and then you the calendar situation just defeats itself so that's one thing I would recommend being careful of
0: yeah and I mean I remember kind of being in that situation right just saying oh I'll we'll have a few months I have a few weeks I have. Uh, Well, I didn't, when I got to a few days, I realized I really need to get writing. Three days, you know, three days is so much time. There is that mentality, just like, oh, I have a lot of time. And it turns out you actually don't have that much time. The reason why this works is because on one hand, you don't want to make sure that you think you have more time than you actually do. But you also don't want to think you have more work than you actually do. You know, sometimes I feel like a lot of people stress over school stuff and college app stuff and extracurricular activity stuff way, way too much. They think they have way more work than they actually do because they don't write things down. They just like feel overwhelmed. But when you actually like lay it out and lay your days out, you realize that you really only have like one to two to three things you need to do each day. And it might only take, you know, 20 to 40 minutes a day if you plan it out correctly. And so, you know, I think this is one way to de-stress yourself a little bit, to realize that, no, you're not applying to all your colleges on one day. You're applying to part of your college on each day. And I think that makes it more manageable instead of just like looking at this paralyzing amount of work and freezing. Mm
2: -hmm. And also a quick side note, if you take time to kind of cross something off your list and you see that list getting shorter, I I know I, I got satisfaction oh yeah from that maybe it's just like even from school work and i'm like oh okay i finished this 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 yay i have some time to chill so if you do that with your college apps it's also kind of just like self-motivation and kind of like a cost analysis kind of thing Just think about it it's christmas or it's getting close to christmas do you really want to be holed up in your room freaking out trying to write <laughs> some supplements because at that point you're gonna have a lot more pressure on you Because you have, you actually like have to have to do them. Whereas like if you're in November, like right now, you still have time. So here and there, you want to relax. So like might as well, it's just one month that's going to set you up for the next four years. So
0: yeah, I don't, I don't know if you guys feel this way or have the phone that does this, but uh, on my phone, my to-do list app has a little like app badge in the corner of the icon that has like the number of tasks left for the day, and I start out the day with you know quite a few, right? And just like seeing it progressively go down, and when I go to sleep at night, hopefully it's at zero. I don't know. It's like a really good feeling. Um, I, I there's like there's like stuff about this in you know tech Twitter and tech podcast about you know gamifying everything so that you really want to complete the circle or get things down to zero or you know complete your six thousand steps for the day or ten thousand steps for the day, right? And a lot of people like make fun of it, but it works, and so if it works, you should
1: use it Now we've kind of transitioned into our personal experience, and I know I was talking about my experience with the calendar, but for Nia and Michael, what else did you find either helpful or something that looking back on it, you probably wouldn't have done with your calendaring of the call job process
0: so I clearly did not do a very good job at uh, scheduling (laughs) my college application process. So I'll give you what I should have done. And one thing I actually did try second semester that I found helpful. So, you know, me mentioned before micromanaging every hour of your day. This is what I'm about to recommend. A lot of people have different names for it. The one that I hear most often is calendar zero. And it's the theory that you should be mapping out every single minute of your day and telling yourself what you're going to be doing every single minute of the day, right? And so for example, if you look at a typical calendar with calendar zero, everything's going to be blocked out. You'll have like an hour for food. You'll have your like, hopefully seven, eight, maybe six hours for sleep. You'll have like one hour work on this, one hour work on this, 30 minutes commute. You know, everything that you will do in that day is on that calendar. And what it does is it, really tells you what to do. You don't even need to be flipping through your to-do list. You don't even need to be choosing items to do on your to-do list because you've already pre-done all that stuff early on in the week. So the advantage to this is that you're concentrating your attention on the work instead of on the kind of the meta work about what you should be doing. And there's a lot of people who I think think that executive control or executive functions are limited. So making decisions and choices and cost-benefit analysis, that type of brain energy is not an infinite resource. If you believe that, then you kind of want to batch all the work that takes the executive function on the weekend so that all your time during the week spends that executive function making decisions that actually matter. Like, should I use this word instead of this word? Should I use this story instead of this story? Instead of worrying about larger issues like should i be working on my harvard essay or my princeton essay which you know are good things to think about but do not actually get your college apps done i know it's a little like you know type a (laughs) just a little bit it is a little type a um i mean i don't do it now i did it for like a two-week experiment right and what i learned from it is that we waste a lot of time in the day If you compare the two weeks I spent kind of on that method and every other week since and every other week before, I think I've noticed at least that those two weeks were very intense because I was always doing something, but were also very productive. And so I think just like trying this out will teach you things about how you work that you wouldn't have otherwise learned if you were just kind of like free floating about. And so even if you don't do it long term, I don't know, give it a try and see what you learn
2: from it. And I think through doing that you kind of get two of the extremes, the more laid back, oh, I don't have any part of my life planned out and the oh I've planned out legit every single hour of my day. And then you can kind of find an in between where honestly unless you're very like that type of person that's very strict to the to the point meeting each deadline, then you're probably not gonna stick with calendar zero more than like Michael said for two weeks. But then maybe you'll find some medium where you're like, oh, so I could be that productive. But if I toned it down a little, I added a few moments here and there, but still was productive, then I think you're going to find a good balance that could really work out for your schedule.
0: I mean, and the other thing to keep in mind is that the this type of hyper-scheduling or calendar zero, the things that you put on the calendar don't necessarily have to be, you know, 100% the thing you're going to do. Like if an emergency comes up, you should deal with that. If a school project comes with that, comes up and you need to work on that, that hour instead of your Princeton supplement, you should do that. If you have like a meeting with your fellow podcasters that is urgent, you can like switch things around, but you at least have a very good baseline for your schedule, which I don't think you would have either way. And I think, I guess like another reason why I like this is because when you have these big projects, these very expansive projects, then oftentimes what happens is you push them back because you think, oh, I have this smaller thing that needs to be taken care of first. So a lot of what, you know, I listen to a lot of tech podcasts and like productivity podcasts, and what they complain about constantly is worrying about emails instead of doing the work that emails tell you to do, you know, answering emails instead of doing work. Well, You know, we have a lot of that in our lives, like answering text messages or organizing your backpack and all this meta level work that actually doesn't do much for you, I think, in terms of solid results. And what hyper scheduling lets you do is it sets time for you just to do the real work. And I think that's something that was at least valuable for me.
1: Now that we've created a schedule and we have this time blocked off for college apps, that time is useless unless you use it correctly. So now that we've done the actual scheduling, we need to figure out how to manage that time. Uh, first of all, I would say you need to find the best use for that time. The time is very precious. You've got to sleep. Maybe you have to eat. <laughs> maybe. you got to travel to school. you got to go to school. You have to do homework. Maybe homework. Maintain your extracurriculars. There's a lot of stuff you have to be doing during this college app process. But you really need to weigh, is this thing I want to do more important? spending time on college apps. Sometimes it is, sometimes you need that break, sometimes that project has to be done, but there's always a trade-off between your time of spending on college apps or something else.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is the moment where you should be cutting things out of your life. You should not be resume padding extra, extra activities. You should not be starting new projects right now. They might be good ideas, but save them for the second semester. And so another thing that I think you need to be doing is you need to know how much work you're going to need to do. Otherwise, like I said earlier, you're going to be overwhelmed by the sheer amount of work that all college apps require. And you're going to be paralyzed. And you're just going to sit there for an hour thinking about all the stress you have in your mind. Instead of really understanding that while you have to do a lot in the next month, today you literally just need to write a 250 word supplement. That's it. Right. So I think really understanding that it's not, it's going to be a lot of work in total, but you know, on a day-to-day basis, it's not that much, can help you overcome some of the stresses that might prevent you from making the best use of your time.
2: And also I know this is really hard, but sometimes what I found is that I would just need to put my phone far away, maybe on my desk if I'm doing some work, like on my bed or something, and just have it Or
1: in the other room. Yeah. <laughs>
2: just get get well rid that's of it. dumb. <laughs> and I found like so if I had my phone sitting right by me like face up. And then I get like a notification or something. I, I'm i really distracted, even though I try to look away. But I'm like, oh, what if it's something really urgent? What if uh, my friend's telling me something? So I think it's best if you just put your phone on mute, turn it over, and just sit down and just write out your supplement. And also, I know it's really difficult because sometimes you just can't think of what to do. So you're like, oh, maybe let me just like look at my phone and check out Twitter for five minutes or yeah, something yeah. like that. But you can easily go astray yeah. <laughs> Twitter, yeah. and then you go on trending, and then you see this and that, and then an hour passes by, and then you stare at your laptop, and you got nothing. So it's really about self-control. I know we keep saying, like, oh, you can do this and that, but it's really up to you. And we know how hard it is because um, I know we're all pretty big procrastinators, yeah. and we get off track really easily. You should see us trying to start this podcast every day. <laughs> um, that's another story. Uh, that's a story. We'll just, yeah, we'll just leave it at that, that we get off track really easily. Maybe we should try Calendar Zero that's for the right. podcast. That's right, <laughs> Every 15-minute interval or something like that. But, um, <laughs> honestly, keep yourself accountable. If you're going to sit down and you've already blocked out some time to do it, you've taken out your laptop, why not just type something out? It could be super random, but, like, what I've found is if I just type a whole bunch down, then I really get into flow, and then it's really good. So don't try to sit there and be like, okay, I got to put down the perfect sentence. What is it going to be? Because then most of the time, you're just not going to put anything down on a piece of paper, and then you're just going to resort to Instagram and watching this funny video or something. And then, yeah, so just basically that. There there
0: are reasons why you might need to use tech, right? I don't know, like I use tech a lot to like do thesaurus.com and things like that. But you should not be using your tech to, you know, as he said, go on Twitter or Instagram or whatever and do your Snapstagram stuff. Um, But I mean, (laughs) I I say it all the time. It's it's my thing. All right. Okay. There are tech solutions, though, that'll prevent you from getting off track. Like there are apps that you can put on your phone that will literally disable Twitter or Facebook for the duration of like... Yes. five hours or whatever i don't have names at the top of my head but we'll put them in the show notes and you should check them out
2: if you have an iphone it's already built in it's this thing called screen time so it's so funny because i tried it for the first time today and i put like an hour limit on social media and like a three hour limit on like entertainment which is like youtube and stuff and then i found when so they'll give you a, an alert five minutes before like um you've used your time and I was like okay never mind screw this so I just like disabled it which is terrible (laughs) but I think I should probably shouldn't have done that during Thanksgiving break just because I have a bunch of time on my hand but if you have an iPhone it's already built in um it's called screen time you can just go in and they'll have categories so you can pick a category and set a time limit on it and then it will basically um add up all the times that you're on it and when it gets to say your limit is three hours, it will disable that app until the next day. And you can also do things where you can set a passcode to disable it, but if you're really trying to like stay on track, maybe you might go to an stream and have your parents set a time limit or set the passcode or something if you feel like you're gonna get distracted. But And there are also other apps probably for Androids and stuff, but I know the Apple screen time thing is something that I found really interesting.
0: Yeah, and another thing that you can do is just, like, disable notifications for things. Or at least silence the notifications. Because I know when someone's phone is, like, dinging every five minutes next to me, I just, like, can't work because I'm always listening for the next ding. And so, I don't know, some people get mad at me for leaving them on red for a long time. But I have stuff to do. We all have stuff to do. <laughs> and your text message might not be my not my top priority right now. Frankly, you should take the same attitude to things. If you answer your phone every time it dings, you will not get work done. Uh, So what I do a lot is I just turn off the sound and the vibrate for basically the entire day. And whenever I need to take a break, that's when I look at my phone. Um, And obviously, like, I slip up a lot of the times. But (laughs) the ideal goal is, you know, turn off vibration, turn off the dinging sound. And so it makes it less tempting to look at your phone. I, I try to have a lot of ways to be productive. A lot of it fails a lot of the time because I'm very tempted, right? But the ideal situation is that you're not tempted and you don't look at your phone. So try try to be better than me,
1: please. Although you have all of these deadlines swimming around in your head and you're trying to ma- maintain your extracurricular activities and worry about sleep sometimes. sometimes. I know Michael's talked about this before. And I think I agreed to it to a certain point. He said that you can worry about school a little bit less, and I, I agreed to that to a certain point. Uh, if you know Michael, like he said, type A kind of person, calendar zero—that's who <laughs> for it's two weeks. For, right? for two weeks, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, it, that is impressive. I will say, two weeks very impressive. Thank you. I would have
2: lasted like two you know minutes. You, you got
1: Michael over here, rank one kid, right? Letting grades slip up to him is very different. From somebody else. So obviously you don't have to be studying five hours a night for school. That's probably not the best idea. But you also don't want those grades declining because schools are gonna get that from your mid-year report and then they could say, Oh, they only cared about these grades for college jobs and now they don't care. So why would they why are they or so why are they gonna care at our college? Obviously that ninety four or ninety five is fine from the ninety nine. Yeah. But I think it's better to just stay on top of your deadlines than to let them pile up and have to worry about that later once you get closer to your college deadlines. If you just take care of the school stuff as it comes along, I found it a lot easier for myself who stays on track of the school deadlines rather than friends who don't do that in favor of college apps. And then they have to dedicate entire nights to catching up for school, which takes away from college apps. So they're cramming all of their work into a couple days and then having to spend the rest of the days catching up with school. Whereas I'm spreading it out and it's, a lot easier to do what michael was talking about earlier where you can go back with fresh eyes and look something over and you're not just reading what you think you already wrote but you're actually reading what's on the paper
2: and for me like i know speaking from experience there are, so there are certain days that like homework there's like a mm-hmm. bunch of tests the next day you have this project due or you have to read like a hundred pages of a book or something like that so maybe for those days Um, As we were saying, if you use your schedule like the right way or in an effective way, you wouldn't want to block out some time to do college apps because if you're being honest, you're going to be burnt out after school preparing for tests. You don't really have the time to be writing um, a 250-word essay. But then that means usually if you have a bunch of tests on um, a certain day, then other days will not be as stressful as stressful as those days so if you use those days to kind of um plan out some time to do your supplements i think that would work a lot better than just trying to cram everything in a certain day which goes back to using um a calendar and making sure that you look ahead and see like seeing like oh if i have a test in every single class the next day then maybe i shouldn't um leave my supplements that's due um in like two days until that night to do or something like that
0: yeah, I definitely agree with that, especially when it comes to balancing all these types of things that you have going at you, right? You have schoolwork, you have extracurricular activities, you have college admissions. What are you going to do? Well, it's obviously possible. You just have to be very intentional about it and think about the types of things you're going to do every day. And sometimes I, when I hear people talk about productivity, when I hear myself talk about productivity... It seems very strange, right? We're talking about how to work instead of just telling you to do the work. And I think if you spend too much time on this kind of like meta work stuff, bad things start to happen. So like, I think people who do bullet journaling, their journals look very nice. They're very pretty. But <laughs> it's like they spend five hours a day on their bullet journal and maybe like one hour doing the work. It's, it's absurd to me, you know, and they spend an extra hour on Pinterest looking at new bullet journal designs. <laughs> so I, I hope the things we're telling you now are not the bullet journal
2: nothing against people that bullet journal
0: because there are some people that are very productive wow well, there are also people who do it and just like you know yes. fall off the face of the earth into the bullet journal world but you know i think the point is that at some point you just have to think about it and then you have to do the work you can't just spend all your time doing this kind of like meta level cognition about how to work. at some point you just got to do it even if your system isn't the best
2: And then, if you're me, I found that, like, I get inspiration to do college supplements at, like, 11.30 when I'm just, like, laying there in bed thinking about, oh, my gosh, I have so much stuff to do. And then, it's really weird. Like, I'll just get up, like, take out my laptop and then type until, like, 1 a.m. And then I go to sleep feeling very good about myself, very satisfied. So, if you're one of those people, then I think, like, for me, like, that's what really works. Like, I'll just... At night, I'll get this spark and oh, okay. I really don't want to go to sleep thinking about all the stuff that I haven't done, and I'll feel like I had an unproductive day if I haven't done it. So, even if you do it at like midnight or something like that, like it's okay. Um, just making sure that you find time to do it. Yeah, I mean, it's really important. Yeah, I mean, I'm a night owl too, so I stay up till two
0: a.m. doing stuff most days, and a lot of people. Tell me that's bad, but I still get enough sleep because I'm in college and wake up at, like, 9 a.m. now. So you should find the times that work for you to work instead of just, like, doing whatever anybody else tells you to. I remember reading a lot of articles near the first semester of my senior year, probably, about how all these famous CEOs woke up at 5 a.m. or 4 a.m. And I was so impressed. I was like, you know what? I'm going (laughs) to wake up at 5 a.m. I'm going to sleep at 10 p.m., wake up at 5 a.m., and get a lot of work done. I remember
1: those days it happened good old early rising michael how long
0: did it last i mean so it didn't last for long it lasted for like and then it turned into
1: (laughs) late for school michael
0: oh yeah michael's all Mm. okay so late for school michael happened second semester and mostly happened on days where i had calculus but that's that's another story oh no that's another story um but yeah like you're right the 5 a.m thing only lasted for i think like a week tops Maybe two weeks. Probably only a week. But what it <laughs> what it shows me is that there are successful people who wake up at 4 a.m. Don't get me wrong. There are also successful people that stay up till 2 a.m. and wake up at 9 a.m. And it just depends on who you are and what works best for you. So don't go on like entrepreneurship.com and follow the CEOs they model because they're probably not the norm. Or not you. Hmm.
2: So I know... Michael, you said a lot of things that didn't work for you in high school, right? So at college, what's your system kind of like now and how well is it working out for you?
0: It's a good question. Um, I don't do calendar zero at all anymore. Uh, But I do do a calendar system, right? So I have all my classes there so I don't miss any of them. I have my club meetings there and I have scheduled times to you know, do stuff. Like sometimes if I need to run an errand, if I have an appointment at the bank or whatever, I'll have those on there, right? So all the appointments are on the calendar. I don't, but I don't have periods where I like say for these two hours, I do work. I kind of like just leave that up to me. But what I do have though, is a much more stringent to-do list system. I do a lot more work putting everything on that to-do list early on in the week. I have recurring to-do list items when I have recurring assignments. So every week I have a piece set due for calculus. Every week that's going to reoccur on my to-do list. I don't need to do that action. And I set times for when that's due. So instead of making it due the day it's actually due, I do it the night before. So I get a little reminder so I know when to do it. And on my to-do list, I literally put on everything. So early in the morning, I have a lot of stuff on that to-do list. And just like slowly, slowly throughout the day, I just chip through it. And the reason why I think that works for me is because I, I think I'm a pretty, like, diligent person. I will do work, and I will do the work needed, you know? Sorry if that sounds arrogant. I just, like, think it's who I am. And so that's why it works for me, is because if I know I have a lot of stuff to do, I'm going to do it. And I'm going to make the time to do it. And if my to-do list is smaller, maybe I'll have an hour to do, like, nothing. Go in the lounge and just hang out or whatever, right? But if you're not like me, if you just, like, when you see that big picture, thing big list of stuff you feel paralyzed or you feel even more stressed out rather you just than cancel it yeah then you just like cancel your time of working well then maybe you need to have more structure maybe you need to like you know work for 45 minutes and take 15 minute breaks i don't know um, but it's just like depends on the person so it's not like a judgment call like i don't judge you for not using a to-do list if you get your work done I don't judge you for using a bullet journal if you get your work done, even though I think most people who do it probably don't. But, you know, whatever. It's just about finding a system that works for you. And what works for me is just having everything on that to-do list and just chipping away at that to-do list every moment I can or want to. And I think it's working okay.
2: On that topic, do you have any to-do list apps that you would like to suggest to our viewers that you found to be very useful?
0: I'm on Android, um, so I use Android phone and a Windows computer. So, ooh. so I need what, what's the ooh there? That's like most people. Team Apple. Oh my god! I have suggestions for Team Apple too. But if you're Team Android Windows, um, I recommend Todoist. It's a really good app that lets you set reminders and stuff like that. It has due dates, which is really useful. It has intelligent typing, so that when you type in the task, if you put You know, Friday five a.m. That'll set itself as the due date instead of you having to manually type it in or uh, like plug it into the slot. You just typing it will put it into whatever thing the app needs it to. So I think that's really useful. Uh, I also would recommend um, Wonderlist is another good option if you don't like the design of Todoist, Uh, and that's something that is really works well on Android Windows. For Apple, there's this app called OmniFocus that a lot of techie people really love to brag about. I've never used it because I don't have an Apple device, but I've heard really good things about it. So try out OmniFocus and see how it works. Now, a lot of the things I'm recommending do have a lot of fancy features to them. Like they have the due dates, they have reminders, they have tags, they have different projects. So I can sort through like my podcast to do's with my, you know, side hustle to-dos with my school to-dos, with my personal to-dos. That's me. I need that because I want to put everything on that list and I need some way to organize it, right? But if you're able to just like remember some stuff, maybe you don't need something so fancy. Maybe you can just use the reminders app on your phone that's default yeah. comes with it. So it just depends on who you are. If it works for you, just keep doing it.
2: Mm-hmm. I was just going to say uh from personal experience, I know I've tried out like I've downloaded downloaded like 10 planner apps or like 10 to-do list apps but like I've always gone back and so I'm just like more of like a simple person and I'll just like list out all my things. I know you can also get lost in a lot of the to-do list apps with all the features they have. One
0: to-do list feature that's kind of cool
2: is the geolocation tool where the to-do list will give
0: you a to-do item when you get to a certain location. So you know, for example, if you go to the Starbucks on, you know, XYZ Street, your phone will pop up with a notification to start reading The Odyssey, for example. is Premium on Todoist. So I don't I don't want to pay for my to-do list app. But I think if you can find a free version that has geolocation, that could be something cool to try out. Because especially I remember back in high school, I was like out and about a lot, like on the train, you have different things you can do on the train, like read that you might not want to do when you're at home next to a computer at home might be the time to do college essays on the train might be the time to read or listen to an audiobook that you need to listen to. If you're at a Starbucks, there are things you can do at a Starbucks that are better at a Starbucks than at home and vice versa. Like recording a podcast would not work at the Starbucks. Editing it <laughs> might work at the Starbucks better than at home because there are other things I can do at home. Right? So thinking about the context you're in can also be a really helpful thing to determine what's the best thing to do at that time.
1: Now, we've also prepared just a miscellaneous list of final college app productivity tips for you. The one that I wanted to talk about was kind of going off of what Michael said earlier, where if you have an idea or something you, or an extracurricular activity you want to start or just a project you want to begin, throw that on second semester. And what he means by that is, at least what I do, is I have this just list on my phone of in my notes page where if I come up with something I want to do, just throw it in there, call it the second semester list, and once you're done with college apps, you can just get to that. You can use it as something to look forward to uh, for when you finish college apps. You can just use it as a light at the end of the tunnel, <laughs> or you can <laughs> or you can just use that as a way to keep ideas where you don't want to forget them, but also don't want to start them right now because it's a very busy time.
0: And whenever you're stressed, just look at that list and imagine what you're going to do after you finish all these essays. Uh, the other idea I had for just in general is there's a lot of things you can do even when you can't like physically sit next to a computer or at a table and write stuff which is just to think about it keep it in the back of your-